Hey there, and welcome back to Cenophiles. This is always, as always, I am Henry D. Casey. I am a little out of it today. I've had a really weird weekend, but that's not a topic for this conversation. I am joined, as always, by the wonderful Mike Andronico. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm feeling uh, ready to rumble, uh, despite despite everything that went down last night. And uh, the only while, rumble while... that I consider is David Arquette. The only David Arquette right now is the only rumble I acknowledge. So, yes. Well, while you know, we'll get into this towards the end of the show. But um, we're recording Sunday morning. We had the WWE Royal Rumble last night. Uh, not a great show by most accounts. Disappoint a lot of people. But you know what? Product tangentially connected to John Cena did not disappoint. The latest episode of HBO Max's Peacemaker. That's not tangentially related to John Cena at all. That's heavily related to John that Cena. Is. Um, and yeah, the thing is, you if you want to stream John Cena, because you as our tagline says, you can stream him, but should you? If you wanted to see John Cena this week, while it would have been great if Peacemaker could have uh, opened the Forbidden Door and showed up at the Royal Rumble, that would have been awesome. No, that didn't happen. Um... But he did show up in Peacemaker Episode 5, Monkey Dory, directed by Rosemary Rodriguez. And Mike, I'm going to throw it over to you. Yes, um, first of all, Magan, yes, uh, the term for the Rumble from GCW certainly applies to the Royal Rumble. It was a clusterfuck. Um, mm -hmm. And also the Burning Media sign is beyond an omen at this point. Um, yeah, but we'll get to that as we do in our little post-credits bit. Um, but or as I call it, our lights out conversation, um, Mike, um, the information corner, the factoid farm. What have you got for us today? Yeah, got something a little different for y'all today. Not not much report in Wikipedia because, as Henry said, uh, just another episode, another uh, another guest director, Rosemary Rodriguez. But I stumbled across an article on Insider a few days that I thought was worth talking about, which says. Peacemaker is the biggest streaming series in the world right now as HBO Max originals gain momentum. And a court, uh, this story is citing Parrot Analytics, which says that uh, Peacemaker was the most in-demand original streaming TV series in the world as of January 22nd. It was 69.5 times more in demand than the average series. So a very nice debut nice. for Peacemaker so far. Um, I, I, that's really weird because, like, how do they get that number? Because HBO Max isn't releasing that number. Yeah. In demand, just, are they using social media metrics? Like, it's I, very I've seen, vague. So, I've so Parrot Analytics, yeah, I'm quoting uh, the insider story here, but uh, Parrot Analytics measures audience demand, which accounts for the interest and engagement with or overall popularity of a TV series. So I'm sure social media is a factor. I'm sure maybe there's some kind of numbers they're pulling from the service. I don't know, but... You know what that smells like? That smells like what WWE says. We have the most people on TikTok or whatever. Yes, and it's like, yeah, 100%. right. And your, and your audience numbers in the stadium are exactly what you say they are, too. Um, but no, it's awesome. Um, I have my, I have one little bonus, but I'm going to save it for a little bit in. It's a um, have you seen that the tweet from James Gunn? Which one? I'll send it not to the you. Ones from like, not the ones from like 10 years ago. No, right? no, 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 no. I'm going to send this to you in a little <laughs> bit. Um, I'm not sure um, what would be the best way because, um, I mean, I could just post this from the Cenophiles account, actually, would probably be the best uh, way to do this. Um, I'm going to post it now. So um, basically, you can get it when, when we get to that point in the episode. Because uh, mm -hmm. maybe this is based off of a combination of things, but... Um, 
So we'll load that up in a second. But um, first of all, I have to talk about how Peacemaker continues to evolve or just demonstrate his range. Because my mm -hmm. first note in this episode is Peacemaker is both feeding, is actually feeding the butterfly, which is both clever, adorable, and dumb. Like, yes. The, the full range of this character. Levels to yeah, this. Yeah, my, uh, my, my just kind of high-level thoughts on uh, Peacemaker Episode 5. This might be my favorite so far. We were chatting about this a bit when we watched on Thursday. But this was definitely one of the most jam-packed episodes. Uh, it had possibly the funniest moment of the entire series so far, which I know I, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, definitely, it was one of the funniest episodes. Also one of the most action-packed. Some great set pieces. Hyper-violent, which is really fun. And just so many great um, – this episode did such a good job setting so many things up and then paying them off at the end of the episode uh, from the little story beats to visual gags to objects and weapons that came into play later. So it, it, this was a great episode for just setting a lot of cool things up and actually delivering on them. I felt redeemed. Yes, there, this is an episode of, full of long-term booking because there was something <laughs> I called out early in the season that they finally brought back. Um, that I'm that was a little bit. I thought it was something else at first. I didn't think mm. it was what we what it turned out to be. But um, so yeah, I, I love this episode too. But I, I'm starting to wonder about Eagly. Um, mm. This is, and I say that because I'm a little bit worried for our good friend Christopher Smith. Um, yeah, and you know it's funny. Eagly hasn't really played as much of a role in this series uh, as I expected him to. Do you think Eagly is gonna be a butterfly? I mean, he is a creature that flies, so... Is that not going to be the ultimate every... test of Peacemakers, like... Can he kill Eagly? Yeah. Is, that, is, he, is he that... Ooh, that would be that would be a heart-wrenching twist. Is but Vigilante that is going to have yeah. to do it? Like, there's a lot yeah. that I'm worried yeah. about here. Um, but Adebayo doesn't want to place the falsified evidence diary um, on Cena's property as she's texting her mother. Um, or I should just say, she's... Yeah. But, um... Why does I asked about Eagly because why would Eagly suggest? Why would Peacemaker eat a squirrel? What the hell was that at the start of the episode? Yeah, that whole yeah, just just uh, Peacemaker recovering from his hangover that we saw at the end of episode four. Uh, he was putting eggs and a whole bunch of spices and other other strange things together. Um, I really don't have an explanation for that. Yeah, it just it's, but, Eagly is a mystery wrapped in a flag. But um, it turns out butterflies, we learned from Mern, uh, mm. giving a presentation that Economos uh, lovingly crafted. Um, Mern reveals that it seems like the first evidence of butterflies was found one year ago. And it seems like Peacemaker, the show, wants to, us to believe that it was Elon Musk and Grimes who were the original butterflies. <laughs> they might be in real life, honestly. It would explain a lot. Um, yeah. My my barber actually cut his hair before the the Met Gala one year. It's a really weird little, and they wow. had no chemistry whatsoever, according to her. Um, Not surprised. Um, but in terms of surprises, uh, were you surprised by what we learned about Superman in this episode? Because uh, Peacemaker's Google Corner continues to reap benefits about uh, other DC superheroes. Yeah. Uh... God, what was the... They were talking about aliens, and Superman's an alien. Superman um, has a poop fetish. Yeah, which, you know, no judgment. Everyone's got their thing. Because the whole conversation is that um, butterflies wouldn't go up people's butts, 
because um, Vigilante is like... Oh my god, the, the visual, <laughs> just the whole, just to set this off, you know, we're, we're, this is this is the best, probably the funniest scene of this episode, possibly the whole show. Um, you know, they're, they're watching this PowerPoint presentation that I believe Economos made. Oh yeah, we know <laughs> he for, did. For some reason, he decided to use, uh, when showing an example of, you know, a butterfly taking over a person, uh, the visual example in- included a butterfly going up someone's butt. Um so I guess, you know, that's a thing that could happen. Keep yourselves protected. Any orifice is what it says. <laughs> yes. Any orifice. And, but Economos just happened to choose butts because it, it seems like whenever Economos has to think about something, things go weird. Um, yeah. And that's sort of what. Um, but, yeah, um, I, I, I turned subtitles on for this scene because uh, when asked about the poop fetish, mm-hmm. um, Peacemaker says, he uber leave the old scheiße, as I understand it, which means he German for Superman really loves the poop. Um, which, would that would that make him would that make him the man of stool? Anyway, you, you see what I have to deal uh, with, people. You see, I mean, I know that I'm a handful, and like I'm always jumping too far forward. But you see, you see what I love about this man. I'm, I'm not holding my hands in the right direction, but I got. You see why we have to do this show? It wasn't just because. Speaking of a handful, um, oh boy, this leads us right to the best scene of the series, where uh, Peacemaker's just heckling. You know, the peace. This has been a, Peacemaker heckling Economos has been a thing the whole series. Um, and literally, he's just like, <laughs> there was this one really bad. First, he started making fun of the fact that like the presentation started with a human next to a chimpan- chimpanzee. And he's like, why the hell do you do that? Because like chimpanzees are four times as strong. And he's like, how the hell were we supposed to gather that? Which was a funny little piece of setup that actually paid off later. But we'll we'll, we'll put a pin in that for now. Peacemaker's heckling the PowerPoint the whole time. At one point, he just laughs during one of the animations. He's like, you fucking suck at PowerPoint. Um, and this then, makes Economos you know, uh, angrily apologize for uh, framing Peacemaker's dad. Yes. And he's like, that's all I could think of. And Peacemaker just says, why not? So no. And this is where... I want to bring up the thing that I just posted on Twitter, Mike. Because I think if we both hit, if you look at the Cenophile's Twitter account, oh, did they? Did they? Do they release the scene? I think they gave us something better. I feel like we need a full list of every celebrity well, mentioned. I think I, if you, I don't know if this is the end credit scene combined with the main one, but I think this is something that we and the audience might want to watch together. So, uh, if you look up the P. Um, the Cenophiles Twitter account, which is twitter.com slash C-E-N-A-P-H-I-L-E-S. And you look at one of our most, our tweet that was posted on Sunday at around, it was a retweet at, um, it's a manual retweet almost. It's just a tweet that has the link in it. Uh, 1.18 p.m., you will see James Gunn, extended cut of hashtag Peacemaker, listing names of people who should be framed for murder. Hmm. And then and he yeah, has so... <laughs> the merman um, Neptune emoji, which we'll get to later. Um, and I think if we all want, if we, I think Mike, I think we should hit play right now to watch this together and then go over it because I've been saving this. I haven't watched it yet. I am curious how good it is. And then we can react to it in the moment and then talk about it afterwards. And our audience can listen to it too. Cause I'm going to do a three, two, one and then play. Can you, can count- you drop, can you drop, can you drop me that link? So I can't really, because of how, um, yeah. it, well, no, I can't hold on a second. I'll, I'll find it. But yeah, just to, to set everything up for anybody, the, the long and short of it is Peacemaker is yelling at Economos. Why, why'd you frame my dad, uh, for this murder? Um, and then Economos is like, that's the only person I could think of. And then Peacemaker go, just goes on to literally just name every celebrity ever as if they could have just done that 
and pin this on Drake or Ariana Grande or Michael Jordan so, or Michael B. Jordan. Joe Montana, Joe Montana. Um, <laughs> so I've sent I've sent it to you. Um, oh, there we go. There we everybody go. Everybody saw who I message on Discord for a good minute, so I'm hoping I didn't dox myself too bad. Um, so <laughs> I just love John Cena saying you fucking suck at PowerPoint. Yep. Oh, uh, it's this scene is this scene is the best. Um, and the comments are already awesome. Somebody responded, Peacemaker, Voltron had lions, not tigers. And yep. then James Gunn responds back, maybe in the DCEU he had tigers. And then the blushing emoji. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... Um, I love it, yeah. Yeah, very, so... Very, very cute. Three, two, one, and play on play. So, okay. three, two, one, play. <laughs> and i love vigilante just being like being his backup and laughing along with yep. him <laughs> ariana grande drake doug the pug that was a, that's a deep cut. <laughs> the BTS one was a, a great deep cut. <laughs> Sharon Osbourne, Bill Cosby, <laughs> dead. I love how he doesn't. He does not skip a beat when he's he's told Amy Winehouse is dead. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Let's see if there's any more. But that's but so anyway that uh for those that were not watching along that was that was John Cena. Yeah, that was all of it. Off, rattling off every celebrity he could think of. He started with Drake, Ariana Grande. Ended up st just start talking about Optimus Prime, the red the red tiger from Voltron, like just made fictional characters. Amy Winehouse, who's dead. Um, so, and a fun fact from James Gunn on this, he said some of the list was scripted, some was John improving, some was me improv, some was me improving and throwing names at John. Uh, it went on forever, and we lost it a lot, which makes it yeah. This this scene, you could just tell uh, that this this scene had some just some insane improv magic to it and it was just john cena going full full john cena and i loved it yeah i really love it i this scene is where i know that i'm a greedy person because i wanted it to be one continuous cut because it, it's clearly like a, a montage almost of him riffing and like i'm just like it almost like I, I i'm just thinking too much while i'm watching a show about a himbo or two so it's like maybe it's my problem but like i just wanted there to be a little bit more i don't know but it was amazing and mm. yeah i wrote down joe montana joe montana but i think actually they cut this part out because of profanity i don't think this was in that clip the fucking cunts from riverdale might be my yep. favorite line oh, of the that, was, yep, that was yep yeah that was my favorite line of the entire thing um and basically, the whole gang says, okay, we're going to go investigate this. Um, it was uh, they were the factory where they make the... Uh, glam the tie. Honey, basically. Yeah, it's called yeah. Glam Tie, which... Um, but before we get there, um, the White Dragon, Christopher's father, and the cops 
Um, <laughs> I, 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 the one thing I like, I like Peacemaker the show a lot. The one thing I don't like is that it has likable police officers. Um, Annie Chang as Sophia Song and Lachlan Monroe as Larry Fitzgibbon. Um, mm -hmm. Lachlan Monroe is an actor who, like, used to be in a lot of, sh like, he actually also Lachlan Monroe was on Riverdale. Um, but it's all um, connected. yeah. Uh, he was in A Night at the Roxbury, Scary Movie, Freddy vs. Jason, White Chicks, and then it seems like his notable roles took a... Eh, he's always doing character work. But um, yeah, Lachlan Monroe is a character actor of the highest regard. And, but so um, the other agent, um, Annie Chang, is portraying Sophie Song, and because Sophie Song is Asian, um, Augie Smith does what he does... Um, he does what he does, and he's a racist piece of shit to her. Mm -hmm. um, and then she decides, because she keeps referring to her as like Lucy Lou, or talking yep. about noodles. So she decides to refer to him as random white guys. Oh, it was so good. Uh, I love I, it. I didn't catch all of them, but Blake Shelton was one. Uh, shit. I literally just rewatched the episode. Jimmy too. Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Guy Fieri. Yeah, yes, that was the last one. Because it's, it's guys with hair that are going, the guys with hair that is like, Yep. styled upward is the gimmick i think that she yes because that's the thing about augie smith that is still weird to me is that he looks like he has the weirdest hybrid hair of all of the men of king of the hill like yes also one side note, i don't think we talked about it on this show yet but and i keep forgetting about this that robert patrick was the villain in the marine which makes it so incredible yep. that they're him and john cena are reunited pretty much in this pretty much in the same roles he's main antagonist except he's also his dad now it just makes me so happy i think we had talked about that back when we were watching the marine or like right when the yes. show was announced i think we've mentioned that on the show before that sounds familiar um but augie is like demanding that he's innocent he's like take my fingerprints prove it and then um the cops do and <laughs> um they prove that it was actually they visit the couple that that was bribed. Yeah, they visit the couple was that was bribed, and the guy snitches immediately. Yep, and the the wife is just like, just, God damn says, it, you, you fuck. She literally says, "You fucking pussy." Yep. Um, uh, yeah. Great, great uh, dynamic they have. Amber and Evan are their names. Um, thank you to the people who the Wikipedia page. Uh, y'all are the real heroes. Um, and but it's basically we'll get back to more about the fingerprints later. I think that's basically best saved for the end of the episode. But um, uh, then we get more of oh, actually no. Before we go, this show continues to do tech stuff really well mm -hmm. because there's a conversation about the fingerprints, Mike. How much did yeah. this conversation pop you? Which part? Um, the uh, like we don't have the right fingerprint like scanning equipment here or whatever. Um, and my phone doesn't have the macro settings for cameras. <laughs> yes, when I when I heard macro, I was like, oh wow, they're up on there. They must be iPhone owners. Um, and then they the brought up AirDrop. Part, they brought up AirDrop immediately yeah, after. I did, I did perk up when Macro was brought up. Between that um, and the WhatsApp, just, yeah. the WhatsApp gimmick about the nudes, uh -huh. like the show yeah. is really on. It's like I am like curious if there's a tech writer on the uh, staff over there. There, there like, might be. Um, but yeah, so now, so now the police know that uh, Augie is actually innocent for this crime, at least. Um, obviously, he's still a Nazi, which the guy mentioned, the husband mentions. Um, but yeah, so now, you know, we, we eventually shift gears to the Argus crew. And as we said, they're going to investigate um, where the butterfly liquid is made. 
And uh, this this is such a fun scene. Oh, Sorry, you had something, Henry? Yeah, um, we can't go out without a little conversation between Vigilante, Peacemaker, and I believe Adebayo about bullying. Yes. Uh, because yep. Peacemaker is like, what, oh. why can't you just bully people anymore? And without like, why can't you just keep, keep, keep giving people shit without being called a, a, a bully? But we also learn that Peacemaker has a gimmick that really hasn't been seen in this show yet. Um, it's about it, it's a gimmick he learned, I guess, in the locker rooms of school growing up. He loves to give people nicknames based around their genitals. And one, there's a Prince Charming because it was shaped like a scepter. <laughs> Just yep. Yep. And then uh, somebody was named, I think, um, Vigilante Thimble. is simple because he was a late bloomer. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, that happens sometimes. No, yeah, no, no, uh, no, no but like, Peacemaker is just a bully. Um, He's just, yeah. And so then, as, lovable, as lovable as he is on the show, still yeah. still a huge dick. Peacemaker no was a, yeah, Peacemaker yeah. was a giant showed before this. Uh, he's getting yes. better. Um, <laughs> he, used, but, he used to be a piece of shit. Yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, Peacemaker, definitely a sloppy steaks guy. Um, 100%. And I think then you jump to when they're all in the van. Because yes, music yep. is continually the backbone of the show, Mike. Right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, this is such an important part. They're bonding. This is where we get the Eleventh Street kids. Yep. And um, I forget what Adebayo was requesting music-wise. Jazz. But she and wanted it, to hear some jazz. And then uh, a Peacemaker later goes, "We don't know, no, no, Kenny G or and then some other band. I don't know that. Mm -hmm. But um, Peacemaker is giving uh, hardcore shit about like." the deep state and the hardcore basically admits, yeah, no, this is the deep state running this whole mm -hmm. thing. But um, it turns out Peacemaker and Akandos actually have something in common, a fandom of the band Hanoi Rocks. Mm -hmm. And and, and uh, Akandos uh, reveals this with his 11th Street Kids tattoos, which Vigilante hilariously says, uh, Ilth Street Kids? Ilth Street Kids? <laughs> he thinks street. it's letters. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, there's this moment of uh, Peacemaker and Kamos going back and forth about how much they love this band and Economos talking about going to see them. Um, and then they, you know, they put they put that song on They're They're rocking out to some some classic hair metal, uh, which does pay off later on uh, in terms of just the group bonding. Um, but yes, the band scenes are some of the best scenes in the show so far. Um, yeah. And I really think um, it's when they get to the venue, though, like. Yes. Because when is they, where get, they, pop they, off. they get out of the car, uh, Peacemaker makes a sexual joke about something that he, like, oh, first of all, um, Vigilante wants to use a chainsaw, but mm -hmm. everybody is telling Vigilante and Peacemaker, no, 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 we don't know what's in there. No big weapons. Calm down. But Peacemaker makes a vulgar joke about what he, something he would do to Harcourt. And it's, it comes up in this conversation that Peacemakers sometimes forget that women have fingers. And <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And it's like the most inventive himbo shit in the world in this show. Um, but then we learn that the mask that Cena uh, brought to this mission is an X-ray vision mask that he's using to detect what? and find butterflies. Yeah, and this and this scene, uh, this is when we really get into into the thick of things in terms of the action, the hyper violence. I thought this was such a good set piece because uh, Peacemaker and Adebayo get get to the venue. The first person you see is what is what you assume is just a quiet old woman. And as soon as as soon as Adebayo says hi to her, we just see her head get blown off. It was so because Peacemaker has the X-ray vision; he can tell who's a butterfly, who's not. Um, so we get this and he's really got a violent giant sequence. shotgun that he just yeah. 
we get this amazing violent sequence of him just taking out all these butterflies and then killing the butterflies as they come out. Um, so a very cool, a very cool kind of comic booky tech moment, which pays off really, really big at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, this this whole sequence was fun. We basically have you know Argus splitting off into different groups. At one point, um, our uh, Peacemaker and Autobi are basically like overrun by butterflies. It's, it almost becomes kind of like a horror movie. Uh, yeah. It's like it's kind of like they're being uh, overrun by zombies. There's one moment where Peacemaker has some kind of bomb. Oh no no! Rose in. He yeah. he combined a uh, like a grenade with like a missile shell or something, and he and it's um. But before he throws that, we learn that definitely uh, the butterflies can also, when they notice they're found, they turn into basically like shrieking humans. They're kind yes. of like this really weird form. Um, and one of them before, oh no, it was a Russian tank missile, uh, Russian tank shell and a grenade. But Peacemaker said the, the scripting, uh, the writing sends a little bit of... Um, Little seed is planted here uh, because before Peacemaker can kill one of the butterflies, who is a factory worker, that butterfly refers to Charlie, who is their guardian angel. Mm, that's right. Little 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 things to look forward to because that suggests yep. uh, Mern might be Charlie. Who knows? Um, but yeah, Peacemaker throws his Russian tank grenade shell into the uh, uh, like mass of butterflies and yells eat peace motherfuckers at them um and Adebayo is sort of surprised that she has to run so fast and wanted a warning and this is the first time where I'm just like do you really need a warning he said it's a grenade and a Russian missile shell like yeah <laughs> yes Great, a great, another just classic Adebayo peacemaker exchange but I love that he, yeah, he just yells eat peace motherfuckers as he throws the bomb um, another great detail I love was Adebayo shooting the bodies after Peacemaker killed them, which was just, he's just like, you realize you don't have to do that, right? Um, I've already done their that. <laughs> yeah, their dynamic is, is pretty, pretty fantastic. Um, so yeah, we get, uh, we get a lot of this, you know, them fighting these very jacked up, almost zombie-like butterflies, uh, and it culminates in a big fight with a giant gorilla, uh, um, which we learned first when Augie Smith, um, when Peacemaker went to his dad's house and there was a television on. It was regular news, not right wing news. And um, the newscaster, the news anchor said, a uh, gorilla has escaped from the local zoo. And oh, but um, all we, it's sort of out of the blue in this scene. All we see is in the distance beyond behind a door, Autobio running and yelling, gorilla! And. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah it was just incredible so we get this ridiculous fight scene everyone trying to battle this gorilla um vigilante stabs it with a blade yep, um yep. and then the gorilla can talk and yells yes. die human at um peacemaker and the gorilla is just winning the gorilla is brock lesnar and everybody was, else in this was everybody in the royal rumble for the last two minutes the yeah. gorilla was housing them uh until the gorilla, we see, we don't see who did it yet, but we see the gorilla get sliced open by a chainsaw. Like Shout a chainsaw? To, uh, like a chainsaw? Shout out to Limp Bizkit. But uh, yeah, a great payoff. So that chainsaw did come into play. 
but it wasn't Vigilante using it. No, it was it was Diebeard himself, Mr. John Economos. <laughs> you shouldn't Again, say that. It's mean. That's mean. You shouldn't say that. <laughs> listen, it's 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 what we call him now. It's it's stuck at this point. But yeah, of all people, it was Economos who grabbed the chainsaw and had this big heroic moment and this very gory scene of just ripping the uh, the grill in half, which was such a great misdirection because not only was it the last guy you'd expect to save the day, but also we thought Vigilante would be the one to use the chainsaw. So it was a fun way to set up that gag and actually use it later on. Um, do you know the the story of the dyed beard? We talked about this last episode. It's actually a real life thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot. Yeah. Time. How does it work? Well, uh, yeah. Well, for those that for those that missed last episode, yeah. Uh, he, uh, yeah. Steve Agee dyed his beard for the Suicide Squad and didn't want to do it again for Peacemaker, so they're ribbing him. Um, well, let's move on. Um, everybody's celebrating. Peacemaker is like helped up by Economos, and there's like it. It's Economos has earned his respect because mm-hmm. for once he's not doing something that involves uh, getting Peacemaker's dad arrested or creating a really shitty looking PowerPoint that took, that looks like he had a lot of fun making it. Um, mm-hmm. And so they're all having fun in the car. They're listening to um, the, that band again, um, Hanoi mm-hmm. rocks and um, hardcore sets up a group DM called the 11th street kids, a group really chat. Speed. And, and takes a group photo, which uh, James Gunn actually posted the real. So this was a really, yeah, this was like a, a real sweet, earnest scene in this in this ridiculous, hyper-violent show where the crew is actually getting kind of tight. It's co-workers. It's, uh, this, th- yeah. th- surviving a gorilla attack is kind of like your first Prime Day. Like, it's not, <laughs> yes. it's not dissimilar. For, um, yeah, for anyone that's ever worked in e-commerce during uh, during Black Friday, this is, they, they feel like it's pretty comparable. Yeah, um, but, um, and there's a photo of Economos, too, that she takes, but then... Adebayo's dropping Peacemaker off at his trailer, and Peacemaker invites her in. And as you might remember, this is like, oh, she could leave that. She she doesn't even want to go in and leave the journal. Um, and she accuses him of possibly using this as a setup for some sort of sexual... Um, he goes, are you going to tell me your dick is a lesbian or something? Uh, <laughs> at this, because Adebayo, at this point, is so aware of... Peacemaker's ridiculous himboness, which I thought was such an amazing lie because that is something he would say. Um, so yeah, Adam Drake continues to be the best. It's yeah. the Drake gimmick of yeah, yeah, I like girls too. Like it's completely obvious what they would try to do. Um, yeah, but and he kind of confide he confides in her about you know him liking hardcore and him saying, well, technically she called me handsome because she said just because you're handsome doesn't mean you could you know. Yeah. get away with blah 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 and she makes him uh, explain the context of that because context mm-hmm. cues and context clues are important um context clues was a phrase i was trying to remember yesterday for a while and this show helped me remember it so thank you mm-hmm. peacemaker and sorry about the noise remember i live in new york city and we have fires here so this is just greatest city in the world baby um but at no, just- peacemaker's trailer on the wall there's a kite man arrested by peacemaker news article and shout out to the Harley Quinn animated series, which is the first time I'd oh, ever heard of man. Kite Man. But that Kite yeah, Man that's... reference really hit with me. Like, love a good shout Kite Man. Shout out to Kite Man. Great, great Easter egg. Uh, yeah, so we've got, yeah, we got kind of Peacemaker and Autobio uh, having their moment post-mission. We also, I think this was before the scene, but we do learn along the way uh, that there's a butterfly in the police department. And 
uh, you know, that I forgot, I forgot the character, the character that came to, um, Oh, that's actually a butterfly. That, so yeah, I, I, I wanted to bring this up. I, like I never, or I don't know. I don't know if he was a butterfly, but the yeah, person that's working yeah, with, I've Marin, got that sort of saved for the end. Yeah. Um, well, cause yeah, it's all, it's all tied together, yeah, but, but there was just some fun moments. There were some fun moments with the detective cause they're going to see judge Judy, which is the, the funniest yeah. thing that, that that's that character's name. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could get. I don't. I. I don't think there's much. Oh left. no, no, there is. We there, get to the big... have, no, no, no. I, there, we have some stuff in the peacemakers. Um, first of yeah, all, yeah, run it, peacemaker, run it down. peacemaker. Uh, um, Adebayo sees a photo of peacemaker and his brother. Peacemaker says, "Yeah, yes. my brother Keith." Um, which is, I think, the first time we've learned the character's name. Um, mm -hmm. Then uh, peacemaker pours them both a cocktail. It's called yes. the peace train. A peace train is gin, vermouth, vinegar, peppercorn, maple syrup, and yak butter. But you can substitute normal butter if you can't find it, uh, which is what Peacemaker did. And this is such a disturbingly terrible drink that Adebayo goes to the bathroom to throw it out, but Eagly's on the toilet, so that's not going to happen. Um, of they Neither of them enjoy it. Um, but Adebayo has a heart-to-heart -heart with Peacemaker, where she basically says, stop pushing people away with this sort of a like unlikable personality basically i think she might have yeah. used the word himbo even but basically the uh, sexual aggressiveness is pushing people away um and peacemaker says but what if i talk to her about and then says some sort of sexual act she goes see you're getting ahead of yourself don't do that uh yeah, yeah. and Magan, yes shout out to tom king for his work as tight kite man um but out yes. bio eventually they're able to place a fake diary in the house. Um, and then way back when um, the FBI, or the police agent, Sophie Song, had correctly identified that it was actually Christopher Smith's fingerprints. Yes. And then she did that before the prints were sent off to whatever the next part of the agency is. And then then there's the next time we flash back to her, Augie Smith's being let, led back and he's screaming about the deep state or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what the hell is going on here? Um, and it turns out there's also this guy who we've seen before who had a conversation with Mern. And you think yeah. he's a butterfly? I don't know if he's a butterfly. I might be mixing that up, but I remember, you know, he had, we know he's working with Mern. He kind of visit, he went to visit him earlier in the episode. And now he's at the police station saying he's, you know, the new acting chief, uh, telling the, detec the detectives basically, you know, I'm in charge now. Uh, your boss is, God, I don't even know where, but, uh, so obviously this this person is, is sketchy and definitely involved with the butterflies in some way. He also and used I, a sledgehammer at one point, Mern says. So yes. I'm wondering what DC characters have sledgehammers because I feel like we're going to find out this guy is some... He could, be, like a game. could be a character. It's Triple H. Um, but, <laughs> it's time to play the game, baby. So he fakes out the records and then Adebayo, um at the end of a long, tired day because she's been fighting with her partner... Um, she goes back to the Argus uh, office, and what happens, Mike? So, yeah, Adebayo, who can't sleep, decides to go to the office. Um, she sees Mern, who's still there working. Mern's asking what she's doing there. And, you know, Adebayo, being the curious person she is, decides to put on Peacemaker's X-ray vision helmet, and she's looking around like, oh, this is so dope, just enjoying, you know, enjoying all the neat tech. Uh, and lo and behold, she gets one quick look at Mern, who immediately charges her, because now Mern knows that Adebayo knows that he's a butterfly, uh, and he chases her out of the police station. She's yelling for help, um, and he basically has her pinned down. And that's the end of the episode. Big cliffhanger. So 
uh, which I really love. That has me really eager to see what happens next. So the stakes have been raised. Adebayo knows who Mern is. Mer, she's in danger, yeah. and we're going to go from there. It's, I, this was one of those episodes where I decided I did not want to look at whatever the post credit stuff was. I, yeah. I kept watching up until... Because HBO Max, if you... They do this for Euphoria. They do always like to show a little bit of next time on. Um, but I just, I watched the little clip of the B-roll of the uh, Economos and Peacemaker shouting scene. And then I moved on. Because I didn't want to know anything about yeah. next week. And I just really love this episode. It has, the character stuff is going well. Um, and it's sort of because they've done the work of building the character up. They can have some progression. Um, even hardcore warming to the team feels mm -hmm. a little, if it could be a little more earned because like her despondency in the previous episodes felt a little bit out of place. Like who knows what they edited out for her, but like it was a pretty damn good episode, especially in terms of the action and the chaos there. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know if I would say it's necessarily, it might be better than, episode two which is the one episode i sort of look back upon as like the slow one but right like I, I i'm pretty happy with this show continuing yeah. to be very good yeah this again like i said this is probably my favorite so far it's hard to it's hard for me to compare because one through three is kind of one big episode together because like a lot of us just watched them back to back um but yeah as like you said henry like so many things uh there's so much great character development i think the and, and again i'm sure you guys have if you guys are listening, you've probably watched the episode. If nothing else, watch that scene between Economos and Peacemaker, the funniest exchange of the whole series. Um, yeah, it had great comedy, great action, a great cliffhanger ending that had me wanting more. And it's kind of crazy that we have three episodes of Peacemaker left. Uh, we are whizzing through the show. Yeah, um, so I would definitely say, if you can, um, look at that. Mike, drop the link to the tweet from James Gunn in yes. the um, thing so people can see that if they want. But yeah, no, um, really happy with that. And um, again, join us next time. We're going to go over uh, Peacemaker episode six. I believe we have eight total episodes. Um, let me look at the uh, wait. Yeah, I think I think it's eight. It's funny because Wikipedia is weird because it only lists five episodes in the little bubble. Because that's how many they've aired, I guess, is why they're saying that. Uh, but yeah, eight oh, no, yeah, if, yeah, it is going to be eight. Yep. Supposedly eight episodes. We have two more directed by James Gunn with the. Um, next episode and then the finale and then the penultimate episode is directed by brad anderson who has worked on projects that he directed the machinist um mm -hmm. and the psychological horror film psychological Ooh. horror film session nine and the call which makes me think uh his episode might be the big action like horror yeah. with all the butterfly stuff if you bring I, somebody I... in for that which is a yeah, which is a perfect fit because we've already they've already teased that you know the show could get dark and e even a little scary. So very excited for that, and of course we're gonna get James Gunn to bring us home for the finale. So yeah, very excited for these last few episodes. Um, again, we'll I think we'll you know our finale episode will probably also be reviewing the show as a whole, and we'll see where it ranks. But things are looking real good for Peacemaker uh, in terms of John uh, John Cena's filmography. Uh, two other things before we go, because it sort of relates to talking about the end of a season. Um, James Gunn is already thinking about a second Suicide Squad spinoff series. Ooh. Um, if we get the Rat Catcher or uh, uh, Idris um, Blood, Blood... I would love a Bloodsport. If we get a Bloodsport spinoff show, hell yes. Um, 
But yeah. also, James Gunn has not, nothing's official yet, but there's an article from Screen Rant that says Peacemaker Season 2 is likely to happen. So, with uh, the yeah, ratings that it... you mentioned earlier today, yes. I'm happy that, um, like, I know we're going to come back for the many John Cena projects that are up soon. Um, yeah. But it's nice to think that we're at least getting Cena Files Season 3, so we can be greenlit for a third season of our show. 